Hello, welcome to 15 Minutes in Fatherhood. I'm Dean, here with Matt. Hey, what's up? And Bill Moody. Yes, yes. Our yes, knees yes. are touching. Yeah, they are. They're, we're all pretty close together around a desk. So it's been a while since we've done a uh, father, uh, uh, this thing. Uh, what's 15 Minutes in Fatherhood. Uh, 15 Minutes in Fatherhood. But here we are. We're back with another fun episode. This is going to be a fun episode because Bill is a very interesting guy. Bill has... <laughs> Had pretty much every job, and he's lived pretty much everywhere. Bill, what are some of the jobs you've had? Mm. Right now, you're a bus driver and a pastor. Right, and right. You've right, also right. done. Do they happen at the same time? Do you pastor while you drive bus, or are those kind of separate no, things? No, I, I kind of drive bus while I pastor. Okay. And what else have you done, though? Oh, uh, whatever everything. needed to be done: construction, sales, anything. Anything. Yeah. Uh, the the ministry I was involved in, uh, we moved around a lot, established little works around the country, from Alaska to San Diego, from San Francisco to New York, Boston to Miami, and uh, you would go into a town, find a big house to rent. Everybody on the team would get jobs and uh, go out and gossip the gospel. I think my favorite job you had was leather worker. I don't like to tell people that. Well. It's a because they they bring all their old, torn, broken leather goods to me and say, "Can you fix this?" Yeah, leather working. Uh, well, it was it, everybody a was a leather worker in the '60s and the '70s. We were into leather. You, you're a child <laughs> of the '60s. Yeah, I graduated high school in '65. You sort of still carry some of that aura with you. You kind of have a free spirited sort of presence. Yeah. Yeah. Well. The Lord hasn't healed everything yet. <laughs> There's hope. So while you're doing these things, traveling around the country and all, did you have a family? Uh, my family came into being in, uh, let me see, the last month of 76. I was in Oswego where I got married. We got married first and then had a child. That's kind of a traditional thing. And uh, yeah, Joanna was born in November and... I must have been 77, because we got married in 76 of December. And you were still with your ministry thingy at that point, right? Oh, yeah. What were you doing? Um, ministry thing? Yeah, but you were also, you said you all got jobs at the big house, so what were you doing? Well, oh, I had a leather shop on the third house, third floor. Oh, there we go. Leather work. <laughs> you yeah, just want to keep yeah. saying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also dro drove school bus. There was a pastor oh, okay. uh, from Elam uh, introduced me into this. He says it's an ideal job for a pastor. You only have to work in the morning and the afternoon. And you got the middle of the day off and you got the nights off and weekends. And you get a lot of holidays because kids have holidays. So I, I drove a school bus and I, I did a lot of things over in Oswego. And then you had Joanna there in Oswego? I had Joanna, Susanna, and Luke in Oswego. All three of them were born there. So did it, like, we're, so we're both about to become dads. When you had your first. Did you feel like something changed inside of you? Yeah, I, I turned into an idiot. You turned. You previously had not been an idiot. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was a, a wise brother in the Lord with a gift of discernment. Okay. And you realized what an idiot you were <laughs> once you had a kid. Well, I uh, became really stressed out because my wife was great with child, and I was going to have to provide. You know, I, I kind of come underneath that canopy of instruction that the the father should be the provider protector. This is what you were taught? And well, I just caught it from watching John Wayne movies and stuff and uh, okay. listening to my uncles get drunk and talk about things. 
you know. So it was your idea that you needed I to needed provide. to be the provider. Okay. And at the time, I was working at J.C. Penney's in Oswego. I was a clerk, and it was back so long ago that J.C. Penney's sold sporting goods and hardwares, CB radios, and automobile tires. So long ago that they still had clerks. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that wasn't going to make it. You know, you just, you know, anything in retail, you get 35 hours, never anymore, because they don't want to give you overtime. Yep. And I just said, oh, i got to get another job. So I went down to the other end of this mall in Oswego and got a job at the grocery store. I think it was an A&P or something like that. And so, like, I would start work at JCPenney's at, like, 9 o'clock. I didn't have a car at the time. I'd ride my bicycle back home when I got done with work at about 3. And then at, um, like... 11 o'clock, I would ride back to the A&P and spend all night stocking shelves and unloading trucks and then get back on my bicycle and ride back to my apartment and take a shower and change my clothes and then ride back to work the day as a clerk at JCPenney's. Oh, wow. And one of the times I was riding through Oswego, there's a aluminum plant in Oswego and there's this train that goes through the middle of the town hauling these enormous solid ingots of aluminum like one per railroad car okay and the train goes very very slow yeah but everybody in the town knows the train can't stop because there's so much weight moving yeah and i was riding back from the grocery store going back to my apartment to shower and change my clothes and i was looking at the train coming and just out of the corner of my eye i got a glance of something coming towards my head and it was the railroad crossing arm coming down. Oh, no. And I just ducked and almost fell off my bicycle and came to the realization that I was on this panicked path of parental responsibility. I was committing suicide on my own fears. There was no way that I, living in Oswego, New York, was not going to be able to provide for my daughter. Yes. There's no way. You're, you're in this land... Of prosperity, there's all sorts of agencies to help you out. There's, I was involved in a, a, a real community-minded fellowship where it, anybody would help me, give me a job, do anything. But it's my own fears. Yeah. These vain imaginations I had were driving me to. You were so exhausted that you were working so hard because you had this idea that you had to bring in the certain yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah, my pride. You know, okay. yeah, I want to well, be. I'm dealing with that now because Danny makes more money than I do, and I feel crappy about it. I want to work. I want to provide. But I maybe want... someday you'll be more famous. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be famous. <laughs> I know you don't <laughs> want to be famous, but I just I want to <clears throat> feel like a man. I want to feel like I'm taking care of her, and sometimes it feels like that's an impossible job. Like. Even if I were to bring home a lot of money, would that really, really make her feel secure? And um, it does something to my pride. It makes me feel like I'm not enough of a man or, uh, you know, I don't know. I just relate to what you're saying about the tr- the idea that you gotta, yeah, you the, gotta be something. The fibulation of responsibility coming about, you know, I'm not doing right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's... So then, how did that change when Joanna actually showed up? Or was this was this after was the baby after... was born? Or no, it was on, it was while you were pregnant. Yeah, my so wife I... was great with child. 
Okay. And I was, you know, scurrying around, wanted to uh, be the the provider for my family. You know. So and, after she had Joanna, what was that like? It was a peace. Yeah. It was joy. You were cool with it. I was very happy to have a child. So when did you become an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> the day Joanna was born. Was it the day she was born? I think it was, it was at conception. It was at conception. Okay, okay. I think all so, the wisdom flows out of us. <laughs> okay. It just leaves. And so then, did, were you able to gradually regain that wisdom, or was it just forever lost? Oh, no, it wasn't forever lost. Okay. But I won't uh, tell you how long it took to <laughs> regain it, because you will be... A crestfallen. I mean, yeah. just, oh, <laughs> I can't do it. Do you have it back now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why we're interviewing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's Clearly, true. we've lost all the wisdom. Well, see, we're right. idiots. We don't right know now. it yet, but we'll find out. But we're uh, gonna find <laughs> out soon. <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> insanity has come upon you. So enlighten us. <laughs> <laughs> I think in Bill's opinion, I've been an idiot since the day he met me, but that's okay. <laughs> so, so are you panicking to make more money than? I'm panicking. I don't know. Yeah, if it's I don't money. think you know. If your wife makes more money than you, I don't think that necessarily emasculates you. Yeah, it might not, but it sometimes feels like it depends. It does. If you want to turn into Mister Mom, well, I don't know what to expect. There's a part of me that thinks I'll like being at home, maybe more than she does. But then there's a part of me that thinks all that's going to change when we have a baby, and she's going to want to not be a professional anymore. Because she right now she takes a lot of pride in her job, she's got a great job as a nurse and she um, she does well. And she's, nurses uh, don't retire. Yeah, that's, no, that's that's, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Nurses. <laughs> All right. So you had three kids in Oswego. Three kids born in Oswego. And then you moved to Lima. I moved to Honey Eye Falls. Okay. When they were how old? Oh, uh, come on! Pull up all your old parenting stories. Let's uh, see six, eight, and ten, something like that. Okay, so that was that was a little bit later. Yeah. Why'd you move out here? Uh I felt like I was following God's direction for it to be better equipped to do the work of the ministry He had called me to. Boy, you got proved wrong on that one, huh? Well, I did learn a lot at Elam Bible Institute. People ask me what I learned there. I said I learned a lot about the church. I really didn't know about the church because I'd just been like a, a ministry Christian. You know, we all lived communally. We we threw everything in a pot, and whatever came out came out. And we had food, shelter, and clothing. And if we were really blessed that week, we got a five dollar allowance. So, living a good life. <laughs> living a good life. <laughs> but we were happy. But you weren't. Were you living like that with your kids? Yes. <laughs> Talk about that. Please wow. share. No. No, no, really. That is a hard one. Yeah? Because our ministry, especially in Oswego, we were an emergency shelter on the list for the hospital, police department, and the drug counseling agency. Okay. So we had people coming in who were stranger than us. <laughs> and that's not easy to do because I mean you're on their side, so. And uh, you know, and then you, you know, the whole thing with child rearing, as they called it many centuries ago. You know, it's just like, is this person uh, speak to your child harshly? And so you basically had your kids in the mix with all these strange folks. Yes, yes, yeah. Was Hobos that... and addicts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Was, was that scary or dangerous or unsettling? All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How did how did your kids handle it? How did you handle it? How did your wife handle it? It was great grace upon us. You know, besides a few very notable exceptions, everybody there were like angels. Okay. You know, watching out for our children. Okay. You know, and our children were like us. You know, just needing to be watched. <laughs> okay. Where is Susanna? <laughs> yeah. well, I'm sure they they learned a lot pretty fast growing yeah. up in that kind of environment. Oh yeah. Would you do it again? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't feel like it had any ill effect on them that are, that you look back on or anything? No, I I I've lived uh, in the communes for oh at least five or six years. Okay. And witnessed other people with their children and how they dealt with the, the, the situation because you have a, 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 a extended family situation all the time you know it's like all the time having Thanksgiving when yeah. you know all your relatives come in and especially that one weird uncle yeah <laughs> you know, that, that nobody really talks about a lot but everybody's nice to yeah you know and uh you know, I've witnessed that, and so I, I wasn't unawares of the potential. Well, you were the pitfalls. weird uncle. Yeah, <laughs> there were potential pitfalls. I mean, yeah, you, you, there were things you didn't want to do and things you could do. You know? okay. But I mean, it's not like they had a they couldn't have had too bad an experience because Susanna's living communally now out in uh, Victor. Well, yes, she is. I haven't talked to her about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but. They have a. Uh, they they're not on a emergency shelter. No, they're program. Not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you moved to Honey Eye Falls for what? You, to go to Elam, right? Right, right. And I, what was that like for your kids? That was way different because you're coming from communal living to Honey Eye Falls to have a house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our house was uh, the third floor over the medical center in Honey Eye Falls. Okay. So it was still kind of the same. Okay. You know. But then, and then, how long did it take you to move here to Lima? I think I lived over there about five years before we got this house. Okay. And it was it was it was good. I mean, they adapted well. If you had asked me, would you move again? And people did ask me because when I graduated from Elam, people were asking me to go to places to be a pastor, like Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin. No, it was Madison, Wisconsin. You could, you could have been a pastor of a megachurch, Bill. Uh, Dutch Harbor, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I could have been a pastor of a megachurch. I don't think it's a good fit for me and my talents. I'm not that much of an organization. and, and I'm not no, that ambitious. Yeah. you gotta, you got to have a little bit of ambitious. Yeah. You know? and it, But that's a different topic altogether. That is a different topic altogether. Yeah. I don't like to bash other people. But let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, any any closing tips you want to provide for brand new dads? Well, I had three rules for my kids that you might find handy. Pray always. All right. Stick with mom, and when dad says it's time to go, it's time to go. Pray always. Stick with mom. When dad says it's time to go, it's time to go. Get those, in the car. Those are those are riddles. <laughs> the rules. Oh, rules. Okay. The, I think the couch saved my kids. The couch? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, 
my old adage is that God created the kids and made them cute so we wouldn't throw them away. And he made them small so they wouldn't be able to tear our head off for a cookie. <laughs> and uh, when my kids would get in trouble, I would say, go sit on a couch. And before I'd deal with it, I'd go walk around the block. And then I'd come back in and say, why don't you guys go outside? Why are you sitting on the couch? They'd say, Dad, you told us to sit here. Oh, yeah. Well, don't do that again. Get out of here. <laughs> Good. That's a good, good that is, advice. That's good advice. Three like, rules and a couch. Three rules and a couch. I like it. I'll apply that principle. <laughs> Especially the couch. Yeah. All right. Work. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview with us. It's awesome to hear your stories, and it's really cool that you're that you're here. Well, thank you for being here, too. I think you're doing a great thing. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. All right. So this has been 15 Minutes in Fatherhood with Matt and Dean and Bill Moody. Um, if you want to check out our other stuff, the website's fathermoves.com. And we will be back hopefully next week with something else fun. Over and out.